Welcome to another edition of the Music City Drive-In, brought to you by Geek Vibe Nation. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we are nearing the movie Super Bowl. The Oscars are on Sunday. Um, I'm super excited to watch them. Uh, the, the perspective of them is a little bit different whenever we, we talk about them. We've been covering them as much as we have been this year. We're also going to do a live trailer reaction to A Quiet Place 2. We're going to break down the best of decade results as well. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Jacob. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm pretty excited about the Oscars. I, I know a lot of them are kind of cookie cutter and cut and dry, but... This is our first. This is my first year like this, and and doing it together with you has been a lot of fun. I will say I'm kind of ready for them to kind of be over. I'm ready to get. I know everybody's like, oh, it's a shortened season. I'm like, I'm kind of okay with a shortened season because now we can kind of really turn our focus on the 2021, in our 2020 and the 2021 Oscars. So I think that is kind of in the back of my head, and I'm kind of over talking about him. What do you? What about you, Jacob? No, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it it's different this year than it was last year. I mean, of course, last year everyone was up in arms about it, and this year it's just kind of a really straightforward. There's nothing too too decisive and whatever. So, yeah, I mean, the shortened season's a shortened season. I'd rather have a few week longer season. Uh, you know, it's almost here, and then we can start working on 2021 Oscar predictions soon. I will say my favorite part of the entire thing, I did see my first movie that I would submit a nomination for, well, I'm sorry, I've seen two of them now, I, I disagree. I figured maybe we can touch on uh, Miss Americana real quick before we dive into this trailer. I think we both enjoyed it thoroughly, and I was kind of surprised how much I end up really thoroughly enjoying that uh, documentary, Jacob. No, I agree. Um, you know, I could see some people saying how it's just, I mean, Taylor Swift made it. So, of course, it's going to appeal to Taylor Swift a little more. But I could see how people could say, you know, she's trying to do this, trying to do that. I, I just think personally, I just think it was honest. And that's what I put in my review is just it was just an honest look at kind of what she's been going through this past decade. And I agree. Um, best or, or well, best documentary. I don't no, because of course there's so many that will be released, but I do think this is almost a guaranteed lock for best original song. Yeah, I agree 100%. The crazy thing about it is, is when I was watching it, I was like, it kind of humanized somebody that is in that spotlight. And the one point, you know, in the scene where she finds out that she's not nominated in the big categories for the Grammys, you kind of sit back and you're like, wow, like, that's how I feel if I don't win something or don't get something or you know it kind of really humanized her in a perspective that says okay yeah there 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 is aspects in their lives outside of money that they're just like one of us right mm -hmm. yeah no i agree it really shows you like you know we say i say it all the time you know these award shows they don't matter um in the grand scheme of things you know a good album is going to be a good album a good movie is going to be a good movie but it is kind of a validation for um these people and it's you know it's people who long for that validation and when they don't get it and they worked as hard as they could get it it's just kind of you know heartbreaking i mean you can see it in the documentary but it's it's a really emotional moment moving on to our trailer reaction segment brought to you by nashvillenoise.com all genre music entertainment and lifestyle online publication, bringing you everything that makes noise in Nashville. Jacob, we are going to 
do the live reaction trailer to a Quiet Place 2 trailer. Um, as from what I'm staring at right now, I'm staring at John Krasinski. So obviously, you didn't see him in that first trailer. You heard him or heard his kids say, there's daddy. But we finally kind of get to see maybe his perspective of what happened prior to the first movie. So Jacob, are you ready, my friend? I'm good to go. All right, three, two, one, and play. Ronnie, what do we got? Some kind of fire? We got units headed out there now. <laughs> okay. I don't know why he came all the way up here. He won't survive. There are people out there. excited about Cecilia Murphy being in this. Oh, we get the build-up to the oh, official that trailer. Was oh, the pre-trailer trailer. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Then the 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 end of the trilogy is going to be the loudest place. <laughs> exactly. If somebody jumped out of me like that, it would be almost impossible for me not to scream. But that's just me. I don't know why you came all the way up here. There's nothing left. Murphy's such a good actor, man. Please. I know, he's in so much stuff. You know, it, it makes a sound too, so it's not really that quiet. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> seeing the only thing that I forgot that I did not mention real quick, uh, seeing No Juke reminds me that Honey Boy drops on Amazon Prime on Friday. If you have not seen the movie, please watch this movie. This is not an ad. This is just me telling you to watch Honey Boy on Friday on Amazon Prime. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I don't know. That was random. I just saw Jupe and I was like, oh my god, it's on Amazon Prime. So. 
Friday while I'm at, or I'm actually not even going to work on Friday. So Friday, I will probably watch it at least six or seven more times. Um, but what mm. do you, uh, what do you think of the trailer as a collective whole, Jacob? I know we've kind of seen that one before again, but as a different perspective, seeing it again, what are your thoughts um, about the trailer? Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, Ricky and I, we usually try to do these trailers without actually watching them. And so uh, stuff like this could happen because we have seen this one before. But, um, you know, that just that opening scene, that's that's what I'm getting really excited about is it seems like um, I don't know how, how the movie's going to go. I don't know how the story's going to go. Um, but it seems like Krasinski, as a director, is trying a few new things and a few more things um, that seem like it's going to be really appealing uh, when it comes to. And so I am really excited about that. Yeah, I agree 100%. And the funny thing about it is – not funny. The strange thing for me is like I'm kind of ready to get him out underneath this A Quiet Place platform because I'm kind of interested to see – what he does direction wise after this you know what i mean because you're right he is growing within each uh direction obviously if you have not go back and watch the movie called the hollers uh he directed that as well he starred in it as well it was a fantastic movie it is a tearjerker of a movie don't get me wrong it is a very very sad 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 movie but it's a very good movie but you're right so krasinski as a director has to be intrigued on so many different levels because you know, when he made the first one, nobody, nobody expected it to do what it did, the, you know, box office-wise the first time. So going into this one, obviously a little bit bigger, of a, obviously a lot of bit bigger of a budget, uh, more flexibility. So you go from a quiet movie to a very, as I said in the trailer, a louder movie, but you have to utilize the quiet, quote-unquote, quiet place within that as well. So... I'm kind of excited to see what this brings to the table because, like I said, I've seen the first one one time. I saw it in theaters. It was a perfect experience. I never want to witness that movie ever again. Ever again. Um, Jacob, is, what do you think about like Krasinski outside of this? You know what I mean? What do you, what do you think that he's got the potential-wise outside of the Quiet Place franchise? And do you think that he could kind of morph himself into a director of – like a household name director? Um, you know, I do. I think, uh, the quiet, the quiet place, you know, it's weird. Um, that's what has me so worried about this one is because a quiet place, uh, like Ricky was saying, it was such a, um, it was such an event in a way to where, you know, people went because they were like, you have to check this out. Like everyone's going to get popcorn and it's going to be terrifyingly quiet and no one's going to say anything and you know you're going to ha have to wonder if you want to pick up your popcorn or not and it's like it was such an event that i don't know how this one's going to turn out um so that's why i hope that krasinski does bring something new to the direction and to the writing um and i hope that everyone i mean we see we've seen how good noah jupe is we've known how good um i can't even think of her name right now off the top of my head Oh uh, yeah, Emily Blunt. We know how good Emily Blunt is. Um, so hopefully the acting will go up. I mean, Digimon Hansu and Cillian Murphy are great as well. So um, I'm I'm just really intrigued to see kind of where this goes from here. I'm just gonna throw this out here. I was gonna stop it right there, but the way you just said that name with ease was quite impressive because I was going to say something during the trailer, but 
I've made uh, an ass out of myself far too many times on this episode, on this <coughs> show, trying to pronounce names that I end up butchering. So I would like to thank you for pronouncing that one, and not only pronouncing it, but nailing it, my friend. Well, I, you know, I spend time making sure that Ricky's the only one who looks dumb on the show, <laughs> and so. <laughs> I appreciate that. I really, really appreciate that. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording and hosting. And distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And ridiculously easy to use. And now... Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if all if you've always wanted to start a podcast making money to do it, go to anchor.fm slash start. To join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I cannot wait to hear your podcast. All right, Jacob, we are going to dive into the Oscar prediction shows. What I want to do is I want to give what we think is actually going to win. And then I want you to pick one that if you were part of the voting body that you would have submitted your vote for. Does that sound good? That sounds good with me. All right, let's kick it off with original screenplay. Obviously, our nominees were Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. So who do you think is going to win, Jacob? Uh, for me, I I really think it's down between Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. Um, and I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will squeeze it out. Um, I think this appeals to, you know, Hollywood, it appeals to the voters and, you know, with knowing that once upon a time in Hollywood might not win some of the other categories, I think this could be kind of a, here you go, Tarantino type of word. As weird as it sounds, the more I think about it, I think if, if Tarantino wins this, obviously I think director, we already know it is directors off the table. And I think. Best Picture might be off the table. This, you're right by saying that. I think this is going to be the Constellation Prize. But I think if if Parasite doesn't win, I think that we have a better chance of seeing him either win Director or Picture if he doesn't win here. But if they're not going to give him Director or Picture, I think that they, they – obviously they got the film, foreign film that they can just toss his way. But I don't think that's necessarily good enough per se on the outside looking in. I think – I think uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is probably going to win as well. The more I thought about it, the more I kind of dissected it, and I was like, ah, Parasite, I want to win, I think should win. But, Jacob, who do you think? If you were part of the voting body, who would you pick out of these five? Um, honestly, out of these five, it would be a toss-up between um, Parasite and Marriage Story. I still do think Marriage Story is one of the best scripts of the year. Um, one of the most kind of honest and open scripts of the year. Um, I would probably give the nudge to Parasite just because I think that Parasite's a better, well-written and uh, kind of put-together script. But I do think Marriage Story is just the honesty and the personality that it has. Um, you know, I, that's I mean, it's right up there as well. Yeah, you know what's crazy to me is thinking about that film and thinking about how if it was any other year that I think that that movie could potentially... And you know what? I think any, I think that and then on top of the any other year thing, 
I think that if it was released world, if it was released in theaters, I think we might be talking about Marriage Story in a different perspective as well. Do you agree with that? No, I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if it it had the release date that it needed, um, it had everything it kind of needed. It had the big actors. It had everything, and then. It, you know, it started strong and then it just started to lose and lose and lose momentum over the course of um, over the course of the past few months. And, you know, it's like we started off thinking it was going to take, you know, picture, actor, actress, supporting actress, screenplay. It was going to take those and just run away with it. And now it's we're hoping that it only wins one. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing about it is, is it's. It's kind of like the rest of these. It's kind of like the Irishman and all the rest of these guys. Like the heavy hitters are like, oh, wow, it's not going to probably win anything at all, which is a perfect transition for adapted screenplay, which at one time, this was a shoo-in. You know what I mean? This was back when the movie was released. Steve Zalian was going to win the Oscar for the Irishman. He's obviously up against Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and Two Popes. I'll kind of kick us off here. I think that Jojo Rabbit's going to win this. Uh, the momentum swing over the last week or so with him winning some of the other awards has been insane because this seemed for a long period of time that we were going to see a Greta win. And now I don't think we're going to see a Greta win. And, and to be honest with you, I know Jacob opposed to this, is, but I don't hate the idea of Jojo Rabbit winning. I love Jojo Rabbit. Jacob, who do you think is going, going to win and who do you think you would pick if you were voting? Uh, I do think Jojo Rabbit picked up steam literally, you know, I wouldn't even say fourth quarter. I think Jojo Rabbit made it to overtime and now it's picking up steam not only in adapted screenplay, but in so many other categories as well. Um, I do think Jojo Rabbit wins adapted screenplay. Me personally, I didn't love Jojo Rabbit and I really didn't love the screenplay, but that's could be more so just because I didn't find it all that funny. Um for me, I would definitely go with Greta Gerwig 10 times out of 10. Um, you know, taking a story that she did for the fourth time, taking such a well-known book, you know, giving it a new sort of twist and making it a new way. Um, I just think it was incredible what she actually achieved and pulled off and pulled off well. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, but at the same time, I think that I would probably have her tied for third on my ranking of adapted screenplays on this list. So it doesn't really... But at the same time, I wouldn't have been sad to see her win. I mean, we talked about Little Women back in you know October about how much we thought we would hate it, and then we ended up both really enjoying the film. So I'm kind of interested to see if the momentum swings in the favor of of Jojo Rabbit, and I think it's going to, which is going to be the perfect transition and a slide into Best Supporting Actress, um, which obviously more than likely could be a shoe-in for one particular actress. That's Laura Dern from Marriage Story, who's going up against Kathy Bates, Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, and Margot Robbie. Um, who I think is going to win? I think Scarlett Johansson's going to win. I really do. I just have this feeling. I have this inkling. I've had it since... And don't let anybody get it twisted here. I'm going to announce it here on this very podcast when the Oscar nominations were announced. I thought Johansson was going to win this. And when she loses, you can rub it in my face because I really think that she has a strong chance of losing it. But at the same time, um, if I was voting, honestly, I would probably pick Florence Pugh for Little Women. So 
Who do you think is going to win, Jacob, and who would you pick? Um, so, I mean, I agree with you. I think that Scarlett Johansson, I mean, she was honestly my favorite part of the movie um, from what I did like. Um, I think she is inching her way to being close. I just think this is Laura Dern's race. Um, I think, you know, Scarlett Johansson's great, but she's also very young, and this is her first time ever being nominated, and Laura Dern is, uh, you know, a three-time nominee, never won before. Um, and that, you know, it, it sucks that it plays into the factor, but it, it really does. Um, and I think Laura Dern ends up taking this one. If I was voting, I'm with you as well. Florence Pugh is my winner. Um, loved her in the film. Loved her. Uh, you know, she was probably my favorite part of that film. Yeah, I agree 100%. I just have a strong feeling that if we're going to get an Olivia Coleman this year, it's going to be in this category. And I think literally this is the only category that we have a chance of that kind of happening in. And then we've got the performance by an actor in a supporting role. Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and then of course Brad Pitt. Who's going to win? Brad Pitt. Who should win? Brad Pitt. Jacob? Um, I agree. Uh, it still blows my mind that Tom Hanks and Anthony Hopkins are in this. Um, but Brad Pitt, oh, Brad Pitt wins. Uh, Brad Pitt's easily my vote. Um, now, if we talk about who should win, Shia LaBeouf should win. <laughs> but I swear no, to you. I, I swear to you I was just about to say the same thing and you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf should win. I rewatched Honey Boy, I think, two more times. And my God, he 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 gives one of the best just overall performances of probably the past decade, in my opinion. He, I mean, he gives a powerhouse of a performance. Speaking of which, guys, again, on Friday, February 7th, Honey Boy drops on Amazon Prime. Make sure to watch it. All right, Jacob, it's time to talk about performance by an actress in a leading role. We have Renee Zellweger for Judy. We've got Charlize Theron. we got Sarsay Ronan. we got Scarlett Johansson. And we've got Jacob's favorite, Cynthia Rovia for Harriet. Jacob, your thoughts on who should win and who you would vote for? Um, I, hate, I hate it, but Renee Zellweger is probably going to win this. Um. The only person I could see actually making a push for her is probably Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Um, it's hard to have a two-time nominee in the same voting class and one of them not win. Or, um, but it just seems like with this and the rest of the acting, it just seems like it's a race that's already decided and it's you know Renee's year. Um, personally, I would vote for um, either... Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story or Saoirse Ronan. I mean, Saoirse Ronan's blowing my mind. She's not even 25 years old and she has four nominations. Um, but I would probably vote for either one of those. I mean, they both gave two of my favorite lead actress performances of the year. Yeah, the thing about it is, the crazy thing for me is, is if I was voting, Renee, Renee Zellweger would probably be my fourth, per, fourth place. Like, that's how I feel about it. It's just... The film was not that great. Renelle Zellweger is going to win. It's depressing that she's going to win. If I had a vote, I would vote Charlize Theron for Bombshell. Um, I've been a very big advocate of that film and that performance, and it's kind of depressing to see otherwise. And then another one that's a shoe-in uh, performance by an actor in a leading role, Antonio Banderas, Leonardo DiCaprio, Adam Driver, Joaquin Phoenix, and Jonathan Price. Um, Phoenix is going to win, should win, will win. I'm excited that he's going to win. Um, he has been on a tear upon tears. Um, the one thing I will say is this. 
uh, before I let you go, Jacob, here is, for me, Adam Driver's performance, Leonardo DiCaprio's performance are both performances that could win just about any other year of the last decade. And and the one thing about drivers, obviously, we've got a lot of driver left in us. You know what I mean? That that's that's to say about that. And DiCaprio's had his time. DiCaprio's been nominated. He's won. Uh, Phoenix has been nominated and has yet to win. But it's kind of crazy to me that we've had a lot of heavy hitter actors uh, performances. Some not even nominated in this category that really could have won in any other year. But. Phoenix is going to win. Not really much of a surprise. Jacob should win. And who do you think you would pick if you were uh, You know, I agree. Phoenix is going to win. Um, if I had a vote, I would be voting for Driver. But, uh, I mean, Phoenix, you know, it's like you said. Phoenix, it's his time. You know, that plays in so much. And Driver, he's young. He's a lot younger. Um, and it's like I've been saying, you know, nothing, nothing – taking away from the performance he did gave for Joker. I mean, I thought the performance he gave for Joker was absolutely masterful. Is it my favorite Walking Phoenix role? Probably not, but I think this win is more of a culmination of you've done so much for film over the past 20 years, you know, and then you bring out this performance. Let's give you this award. And that's not, you know, that's not a knock on this performance. That's not a knock on the movie in general. It's just you know, kind of a culmination of Joaquin's career as a whole. Um, and it's so funny to see because him and Brad Pitt are like on the complete opposite spectrum. Brad Pitt comes up and gives like the funniest speeches <laughs> of all award season. And then Joaquin Phoenix comes up and gives like the most heartfelt, like down to earth speeches. And it's just, I mean, it, he, he deserves it. I do agree. He will win it. Um, but like I said, if I had to vote, I would probably vote for Driver. But, I mean, we've got so much more Driver left in us. I mean, he, he was in, what, four movies this year? Um, and three, two of them were good. And so, I mean, he's he's spitting out roles left and right. You know, it's like, it's crazy. I texted Ricky the other day, and Adam Driver's been in 24 movies. And only four of them have been not, uh, you know, rated as not fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And the majority of his films are over 80%. I mean, that's just he, his manager and his just himself are just so on the ball. And um, I, like you said, we'll, we'll get more from him. I agree. I agree 100%. And then transitioning into achievement in directing, we have Martin Scorsese, Todd Phillips, Sam Mendez, Quentin Tarantino, and Mr. Bong Joon-ho. Um, Jacob, kick us off here, man. Who is going to win and should win? And I think you're going to say the same person. So it's yeah, it's definitely going to be Sam Mendes. Um, you know, I rewatched Birdman the other day, and they did the kind of the uh, they did kind of the one shot like trick. And I love Birdman, but this takes that to a whole new level with the one shot. I mean, really keeping us in real time with this character throughout the film. I mean, I've said it plenty of countless 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 times over the past uh you know weeks and months but it's it's just a marvel that 1917 is even a film and got released um you know we talk about how 1917 planned it out to have the perfect release date and i i don't agree with that because i really think that the only reason it came out on christmas or in january wherever you're from is that i think they just weren't ready 
I think, you know, it came, it came time and they were like, crap, like we got to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And I mean, the final film, it's, it's incredible. It's, you know, it's masterful. Um, you know, and then Bong Joon-ho, he's right close behind. I mean, he's so close behind what he did with Parasite. Um, it's the same thing, you know, it's just, this year's just such a strong year. I think, you know, most other years, I think Bong Joon-ho wins it, but with Sam Mendes, I mean, this is something that other directors look at and equivalent fear because thinking of how much it took for him to do that. Yeah. Cause it's funny. If you remember whenever the film was actually ended up being released, he even talked about the day before he's like, we just finished this movie. And mm-hmm. it's crazy to think of, um, for me, Bong would be my, I think, oh man, it's hard who I think is going to win director versus picture. I don't think the same person's going to win both. So I think if we're going to reward that and that matter, I think it would be smarter to give Mendez director just for what he did and a lot of what Jacob said. I think this would be a more fitting win for Mendez than the best picture. Obviously, best picture as a collective whole, yes, it's great, whatever. I just feel like on in, in a different aspect... I feel like I think him winning director would be a lot better than picture. Obviously, picture is a lot bigger of a thing for Parasite as well. So yeah. I think it's going to be one of those two guys. And then that's the perfect segue to talk about best picture and our nominees being um, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, Marriage Story, Little Women, Joker, Jojo Rabbit, The Irishman, and Ford versus Ferrari. Um, I think the two that we mentioned, 1917, Parasite, that's who's going to win um, with Jojo Rabbit slowly but surely sneaking up, just maybe uh, hanging outside the front door saying hi, um, depending on how the rest of the night goes. It could be a wild card for sure. But um, my personal pick would be Parasite, obviously. And then I think one of those other two films are going to win. Jacob, what you got? Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think if it does split... I think that Sam Mendes um, getting the directing win, I think that would mean so much more. It would mean it would be like last year when Quran got the directing win um, and then didn't get the best picture win, which still hurts my soul. But um, I mean, it's that the directing of that film is just so, so impressive. Now, on the other hand, I do think there are still, you know, and I've never met anyone from the Academy and I can't tell you know, from personal, but I do think there are enough people in the Academy who see a subtitled film and turn it off. And I think that is what is going to hurt Parasite in the long run. You know, there was someone who did a long thread of how you do the uh, preferential ballot and everything like that. And I think it's going to be, I think it's literally going to be neck and neck right up until the very end. But I do think more people are going to have 1917 you know at the very end of the ballot and um it's just gonna get those last you know that last push at the very end to pull it over the edge if i was voting i'm definitely putting 1917 um you know i think of the nominees i think it was the best uh bar none um you know parasite marriage story those are both so good but for me i just i never I've never seen a movie that made me kind of just feel the way I felt about, um, you know, just film in general. I mean, it's just, it was so marvelous just how they took like no one, they took unknown actors, you know, and they put them in this situation or basically 
doing a theater play out in the open. Um, I mean, everything about it, top to bottom, it's just, for me, it's just the best overall made film of the year. Um, you know, with that being said, it's so crazy to see Jojo Rabbit getting this push because I, you can go back in our later pods. And I mean, it's just, you know, I was, we talk about, you know, you know, there are all the uh, I'm mumbling right now. All the uh, momentum for Jojo Rabbit had just been gone. Nobody was talking about it. Nobody said anything. And then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, all the love and support started coming for it. And I do think, you know, Jojo Rabbit pushed once upon a time out of the way and is positioning itself, um, you know, and I'll I guess I can do this transition um, because a lot of people are thinking Jojo Rabbit's going to win film editing. And I just I don't see it. I still see Ford v. Ferrari taking that one and getting, you know, one one win. Um, I think it would be much deserved. Uh, I think it's one of the best edited films of the entire year. Um, and yeah, sorry I had to take your thunder there, but I just thought it tied in a little bit. No, you're fine at 100%. I, it, it's one of those questionable stories of like who done it, who's going to happen. And there's so many question marks throughout the entire um, – like the lower half of the Oscars, I feel like the, a lot of the big stuff is kind of cemented um, within the picture race. Um, and, and to be honest, there's several outstanding like animated. Um, I think that's kind of a toss up. Um, a lot of different films have been winning that across all of these other um, awards. So it's kind of be interesting to see: do they give the heavyweight Toy Story the not uh, the victory? Or do they give one of these smaller, um, they give Claws the award. You know, the ideal award winner there for both of us, obviously, is I Lost My Body. Obviously, I don't think it has a chance of any of the films that are nominated. But that, to me, just the nomination alone really kind of justified your and I's love for that film from last year. Um, is there any other categories that you are wanting to talk about, Jacob? Um, yeah, you know, I'll touch on animated feature. I think, I think Klaus is going to win. Um, you know, uh, Ricky and I talked about it. I lost my body. Best animated film of the year, bar none, period. I think if you wanted to bet on it, one of my friends was texting me trying to ask me, you know, what he would bet on. And I said, you know, I think, uh, it's plus 20,000 what he was on for I lost my body. And I would say definitely, you know, put one five ten bucks down on it try to get something back because i think animated feature film is is so up in the air um you know the one i want to talk about i really ricky's not going to agree with me but i still have a tiny tiny bit of faith in 1917 for original score now whether they think it's the best or not um and don't get me wrong i love 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 hilder's um, score for Joker, but whether you know the people, whether they think it's the best or not, whether they think Hilders is the best or not, you know he's one of those guys who he's been nominated fifteen times now. Um, you know he's such a story name, such a story career. I think that you know they they're giving Joker and Hilder all these awards leading up to it, and then, and when the big one comes, I think the Oscar name. And that award is going to propel them to giving it to 1917 um, and giving it to Thomas Newman. Uh, other than that, I think I do think Avengers Endgame takes visual effects. Um, I think it's a long time coming. Plus, with that being the sole nomination for such a blockbuster, record-breaking film, um, I do think Avengers Endgame takes visual effects. 
And then other than that, I'm looking on my list and I don't see anything else. Um, everything else seems pretty straightforward and I'm just excited for, uh, I'm excited for the Oscars on Sunday. All right, Jacob, we got some results in for our voting for the best of decade. We have eight movies going at it for four slots in that final four. Who do we have winning, sir? All right, so as we said uh, on the last episode, most of these were going to be blowouts, and almost all of them were blowouts. Um, the closest one was a Stars Born versus The Social Network. Um, the Social Network ended up taking that one. Uh, then we've got Spider-Verse versus 8th Grade, which Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse beat 8th Grade uh, by a large margin. So on Jacob's side of the bracket, it is going to be The Social Network, which is Ricky's five seed, versus Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is my number two seed. Um, on Ricky's side of the bracket, Wolf of Wall Street absolutely killed Nocturnal Animals, and Parasite beat out Prisoners by a good margin. So on Ricky's side of the bracket, it's going to be Wolf of Wall Street, which is Ricky's number four, versus Parasite, which is Ricky's number three. Um, each of these teams, teams, each of these <laughs> films uh, are going to be up for vote later tonight. Make sure you're voting, sharing, DMing, get them out to your friends. Uh, check out the link uh, that will be tagged in the tweet to go check out the entire bracket and everything set up here. Um, and then when we come back, we will be in the championship round. Yeah, I think what's fun about this is, um, for me personally, I'm excited for what this is going to bring to us in the near future because I feel like we can do a lot more of these with the fan interactions and stuff like that. So I'm kind of excited, not just for this one, not just for the fact that I've got three of the final four. I'm not saying anything about that either, Jacob. But I will say you do have a heavy hitter, though. You do have a heavy hitter left. Spider-Man. Yeah, I've, uh, I've got something that's close and something. I think I think it'll be Social Network. I think it will make it. I'm going to email and, and Twitter anybody that I know on this one just so that I can have both in the finals. But I'm going to do that just because I'm afraid of Spider-Man um, without the high, without the uh, dash in there. So um, as always, <laughs> as always, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, head on over to themusiccitydrivein.com to check out all of the latest reviews for Jacob and I. We've got a couple different reviews going up right now. Um, make sure to head on over to Twitter. Give the show a follow at mcdipod. Give Jacob a follow, mcdi underscore uh, Jacob. Give myself a follow at rickyvaler underscore. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. And drive safe. <laughs>